Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Oh yeah, we have a very special edition of the podcast. Truly unique, special, and different. First of all, we have a very important announcement that we are making about a change in the format of this podcast and the frequency. And so we will share that at the end and it'll dovetail a little bit about what we're going to talk about. And then related to that change... We also have a very special, I don't know if guest is really the right word. It is my co-host, my co-founder, our CEO, my wife, my best friend, AJ Vaden, CEO of Brand Builders Group. And she is going to play the role of guest today because we have been working on something big, really, really big for now over a year. Yeah. And we are going to share it with you today. So AJ, welcome to the show as a guest. <laughs> Thank you. I think. <laughs> I think so. Uh, no, this is going to be fun. It's going to be different. We've never done anything like this before. So buckle up. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So here's what we're doing. For those of you, if you if you don't follow us that closely on social, first of all, you should. You should go follow AJ and you should go follow me AJ's business stuff is on, on LinkedIn and her personal stuff's Instagram. I'm mostly an Instagram guy. We did a national research study and I'm going to ask AJ what the heck that means and why did we do it and why she led it. This has been something that she has personally pioneered. So, and, and what we're going to do here today is we're going to share with you the findings of this year long project. And we're just going to make it a lot of it available to you. And then we're going to show you how to get the full report for free. But so AJ, tell us, what did you do and why did you do it? What is this national research study? Well, you cannot say, why did you do it? This was a team effort and a group effort. And I would be remiss if I did not uh, give credit where credit is due. I can tell you why we did it <laughs> as a company. I've been leading it, navigating it, speaking on it, interviewing about it. But this was a group effort. So truly, this was not just a brand builders group thing, which I think is the first thing that we decided to do is actually go out and hire a third-party research firm. And so why did we do this study? And then why did we want to hire an external firm? I think were the first two questions to answer. And so why did we do it? And I can give you my opinion. And then there was lots of other supporting reasons. But you know, when we started out on this journey and we launched Brand Builders Group three and a half years ago, one of the things that we really believed then and we believed a year ago and we believe even more now is that personal branding is the future of marketing. It's changing the landscape of how we act and interact to how we buy, how we sell, how we communicate, how we give feedback. It's changing the level of trust and trustworthiness in the workplace. And so trying to get ahead of that, we wanted to really be the first to go out and field a national research study that was solely dedicated to personal branding and the landscape of a very changing marketing and business environment. And a couple of reasons why is 
then and today, I believe there is a serious misconception in the marketplace and even sometimes with our own team and our own clients around what is a personal brand. And so we wanted third-party feedback from real-life individuals who are out there working or managing or leading or running companies. What do you consider a personal brand? What does a personal brand mean to you? And what does that look like and how you interact in an everyday environment when it comes to business, when it comes to business, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we really wanted to be able to validate all of our own theories and hypotheses to go, all right. Are we banking on something that is completely in our imagination or are we on to something that really is uh, growing and scaling on a massive level? That was kind of the genesis of what started this conversation. I think also internally, uh, even between you and I, there was a lot of debate around, well, is it this? Is it this? Is this most important? Is this most important? And it was so validating and fascinating to be proven wrong, but then also to be proven right into some areas of not just going, this is what I think it is, but no, like this is a validated national research study fielded across the country. Like this is what Americans say and think and believe when it comes to a personal brand. Yeah. So one of the things that I learned in this process is exactly what it means to have a statistically valid research study. And so for those of you that don't know, so this was a national research study, which means it was a U.S.-based study. It is weighted to the U.S. census. And so it predicts with like a plus or minus 3% margin of error what the entire U.S. population thinks. And so Whenever you, this is the kind of study that, you know, like when you hear them on the national news or whatever, they cite these studies that these independent research firms do because it's, it's statistics and validity and probability. It basically guarantees and says, this is what, you know, this population thinks. And in, in this case, it's just the U.S. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of international folks who are clients and who follow this podcast, but, you know, we suspect that these trends would be follow suit in most countries or, or, or would you, I mean, I mean, I don't know, but I think one of the things that we know for sure. And one of the reasons we hired an outside firm is to ensure that it was unbiased, right? So eliminate all the biases. And that was really important. And I think that with a country with 350 some odd million people in it, it would be somewhat, you know, similar in regards to other countries. I would say, I don't know if we could really make that assumption. I wouldn't make that assumption because we haven't done the data in other countries, but it is valid, statistically valid for the United States. So although we'd love to make the assumptions, we won't. One day we'll do a global study. Today, it's just in the U.S., so let's talk US. All right. So we we can feel with, you know, with a plus or minus 3% margin of error with almost, yeah. you know, very solid confidence. These data points reference what Americans think about personal branding. And so where did you start the conversation? You mentioned defining a personal brand. And so you asked, or we asked these questions around this. What were some of the findings there? Yeah. So I think one of the most important things that we uncovered is really like the definition of what Americans think as a personal brand and even as a personal brand strategy firm, which is what we are at Brand Builders Group, right? We do personal brand strategy. Our definition was quite different than what Americans said they thought was a personal brand. So I'm going to give you both, right? You know this, but this is for the listeners at large. But at Brand Builders Group, we say that a personal brand is simply the digitization and the monetization 
of your reputation. And I think this is really a significant piece Mm. of information to let you sink in because many of you are going, well, I don't have a personal brand. That's just for influencers. Er, False. If you have a reputation, you thus also have a personal brand, right? And I think the difference is, is oftentimes our reputation becomes reactive, right? It is something that uh, is the default of what people naturally think or assume about us. Whereas in a personal brand, it is a very proactive approach, an intentional effort of saying, this is what I stand for. This is what I want to be known for. So I'm going to go out and be known for this, right? It's just an extension of your reputation, uh, ideally a good one. So I think that was really significant for us of going, no, like a personal brand and a reputation are synonymous. Right? A personal brand is not mean you're famous or insta-famous or a celebrity. Uh, that is not it. It is an extension of your reputation. Now, Americans said something slightly different, but it holds a lot of, I think, interesting conversation. And so Americans said that they find that a personal brand ultimately is someone who is simply recognizable to them. So if you think about that for a second, I think you take it back 40, 50 years, right? When there wasn't the internet, there wasn't social media. Like you take it back. And I think about when my my dad, who's now 70, was maybe in his early 20s. It's like people all around town. Not to tell you, I, I, I love AJ's dad too, because she'll always text him and you can always tell a baby boomer oh because gosh. you text him and then he calls you back. No. <laughs> he not him. all baby boomers. Mainly not all this of one. them. But this your dad, does. your dad does. Does. It's, it's the so of that. It's so classic. Yeah. But it's like people in his hometown where I grew up, Dalton, Georgia, small town, right? They had personal brands. The local pastor had a personal brand, right? Mm. It's like people all around town. It's like they knew who that was. The, lo- the local grocery store owner, the banker, the school principal. Like these are people who had established personal brands who were recognized around town. It's just now it's at a global level because of the internet, because of social media, TikTok, YouTube, the ease and access that we have to be more visible has expedited at a tremendous level, our ability to become more recognizable. And uh, I think that was really important because I think that's really good for all of us who are going, man, I don't, I don't need to have millions of followers to have a really established personal brand and reputation for my business and my industry and my local area, regional level. And now maybe you want to be like Mr. Pitbull world, Mr. Worldwide himself. I don't know. Maybe that's your goal. You know, it could be, you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson, whatever, whatever your goals are. But I think it's really important that most people are going, no, it's like a personal brand is just someone who I can identify. That's someone who's recognizable to me because I have met them, seen them. I learn from them. I spend time with them. I do business with them, i.e., I have a view of their reputation. Mm-hmm. And I I love that phrase, digitization of reputation, because even I've never heard you say that until this interview where you make the parallel of like in Dalton, there is the school principal and there is the banker and there's the grocer and there is the like, that is exactly how it is. It's just a digitization, like it's just a digital version of that. I absolutely love that. So now, okay. well, I want to I want to just share one quick thing on that, because I think this, too, is sometimes where personal branding gets a bad rap and people think that it's only digital. 
right? And one of the things that we talk a lot about uh, internally at Brand Builders Group is that there are two types of personal brands. There is an online personal brand, and then there's an offline personal brand. Now, they're the same personal brand, but there are things that we do offline that build your personal brand, and there are things that we do online. And so it's not one or the other. It's like, you can't just build this online personal brand and think that's all going to work. There's an offline brand too, i.e., meeting humans in person, right? That still happens. I know you don't believe it. It does. It still happens. So I think too, like, I don't want to just say it's just the digitization because there is plenty of opportunity around those offline components that are equally as important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, we really are like a reputation firm, but that it's just like personal branding is just kind of like the new term for that. Yeah. So I, I love the ubiquitous nature of how that applies. Now, one of the things, one of my favorite parts of the study, probably my my personal favorite part of the study was about trust. And so talk to us about what did the data tell us about not just what a personal brand is, but why does it matter for everyone? Because we'll, we'll get into some of the more narrow diff- reasons why to have one. But but the trust conversation I thought was fascinating because mm-hmm. that, that applies to everybody. Yeah, well, this is going to be a very long answer to a seemingly short question. But as I've spent so much time in this data and doing case studies and parallels, it's it's like the more time I spend in it, the more obsessed I get with it. So this is where I'm going to like really nerd out for just a minute. So hang with me, everyone who is listening. So See? I'm going to get, <laughs> I'll give you some high level things. I'm going to break it down of how this really is played out every day. So our study revealed that 74%, right? Three-fourths of Americans say they are more likely to trust someone who has an established personal brand. Bam, that is huge. It is. And it's like, well, of course, of course they are, right? Because it's like, if you know someone, right? Uh, Automatically, the likelihood of you trusting them goes up. But then I was, I was online one day and one of our good friends who also, I just, I love all of the data that he shares, Jay Bear had uh, posted this stat on Instagram and it like hit me and I reposted it. And then I reposted it and I had all these people commenting on it. And uh, here was the stat. And this was done by a study in the last 12 months by Social Chorus. And this stat said that 95%, 95% of millennials report that their most trusted source of product information is their friends. And so I thought, mm. I saw it and I was like, that's fascinating. So I reposted it and I had all these people going, that's terrifying. Oh my gosh. That's where people are getting their information. And then other people going, that's amazing that. Yeah. And I, then I was conflicted and I was like, wait, is this statistic fascinating or terrifying? And it's kind of like a little bit of both as you sit going 95% of millennials age 26 to 44 say their most trusted source of product information is their friends. What? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks one day. Of course they are. Those are the people that have established reputations, i.e. personal brands with that individual. Those are like, if you're your friend, that's who I like, know, and trust. So of course you're my most trusted source of product information. And then I started playing out this scenario in my head of going, well, now that is true because if I wanted to know what's the hottest new restaurant in town where I live in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm not going to Google it. 
There's all kinds of nonsense that pops up. I'm going to call my bougiest A friend and I'm going to be like, yo, bougie. What's, what's the hottest new restaurant in town? Right. It's like, I know in my mind who has a reputation, who has a personal brand of being a foodie or particular or picky or bougie or really high end. It's like, I know who those people are. And so do you. And then I thought to myself, it's like, if I wanted a new hairstyle and I'm like, man, I'm looking for a new stylist. I know who I'd reach out to if I wanted information about a new beauty product or a new boutique opening or tax advice or leadership advice. I know exactly who I'd go to. So although maybe these people haven't built intentional personal brands around those things, that is what they are known for to me. And I'm like, well, of course that's true. And so then all these things started to parallel of going, just what you said earlier is like personal branding is just the new term for reputation and trust is the new currency, right? There is an expectation mm. in the market today that you must give me information for free before I ever pay for it, right? And there is this level of how do we build trust? How do we accelerate trust? And step one is you've got to be seen. People have to be able to see you. Thus, they have to be able to get to know you. And now they have to be able to learn from you, right? There is just a new expectation in the marketplace of you must be willing to teach me. I have to learn from you. I have to have a, a try it before you buy it, a taste of what it is before I'm willing to give you my money because there is so much information out there right? There, I could find pretty much whatever I want for free. I'm not saying it's good, not advising you to do it, but I could find it, right? And so there's this new element of how trust is created in a digital atmosphere, but also in this offline atmosphere of the more that I see someone, right? It's like old advertising language, right? It's like, you've got to, you know, kind of submit a message seven times in someone's mind before they really start remembering it. That's no different now. We just do it in a different way. Right. The more I see you, the more known that you become to me, the more I like you, the more I can learn from you, the more likely I am to trust you, thus buy from you, recommend you, promote, etc. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Right. Yeah, and I think that like that's true about celebrities, right? I, I think of actors. It's funny. It's like we don't even know who they are in real life, but because we see them a lot, we trust them. And so that's the power of like celebrity endorsements mm -hmm. and social media makes that available for all of us. And then you go, you add to it. Oh, I'm learning from you. And then you also add to it a, a little bit of, you know, one of the things that I've changed my mind on, you know, from looking at some of this data about trust is it's kind of like, I used to think that sharing pictures of like my mundane everyday things, like what I'm wearing or what I'm eating was like, it felt silly or vain. And then it's like, well, actually that's how you get to know people is, you know, these little intimate details of their life and social media gives you that way to just really broadcast that trust. And oh, yeah. um, one well, question, one of the, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. 
No, well, actually, let me uh, share this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> do, do it, do it. <laughs> uh, this is the conflict of having spouses uh, do an interview together. And that's one of the things that actually showed up in the study, which is why I wanted to share it, is millennials, again, age 26 to 44, but the majority of millennials say that they are more likely to trust an individual who promotes content and ideas versus a company who promotes products and services. Right. And so, again, that comes back to content ideas is education, it's information, it's inspiration, could be entertainment, but they are looking for a personal connection to a human being, not a business relationship with an entity. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I was going to what I was actually going to ask you was, is this generational? Like, is it only millennials that this matters to like or does it matter to everyone? Does it matter to each generation equally or Talk like what's the data say about that? Yes, by far and large, on every single data point, millennials outruled every other generation where this was the most significant. This was the most important, right? And again, millennials are six are 26 to 44. Second to millennials was Gen Z. And that's not surprising whatsoever. In fact, Gen Z said that in their opinion, personal branding is not a game of vanity or popularity, but it is an essential and critical part of how they do business today. Not in the future, today, right? And that's Gen Z, the emerging consuming powerhouse in the United States. But then it's like Gen X and baby boomers were not that far behind. This was not something that was non-existent to them. It's just how to use it in different ways. So it went millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, then baby boomers. But Gen X and baby boomers were pretty neck and neck across the board on each of these data points. And just, this is a great opportunity to encourage you. It's like, well, by how much? Like we wanna make the study available to you. We want you to be able to go and like download this 85 page, don't get overwhelmed. It's a lot of graphics and awesome visuals. mostly pictures. (laughs) (laughs) That's mostly Um, pictures. We're we're not gonna bore you just like tons of numbers. It's really like an artistic display of information. But if you go to brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash pod trends. So brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash pod trends. You can download that study and get all of these different data points. But uh, again, it's millennials. It was far and beyond the most significant to that generation. It really is a beautiful study. I mean, one, it's free. And for y'all just to know, like we spent we invested tens of thousands of dollars into this, yes. not to mention all of Hours. our time and the graphic design <laughs> and the, the editing. I mean, this is like a book and we're giving it away for free. Hashtag worth it though. Yeah. Worth it. Forward slash pod trends. Yep. You can download the full study. You know, I love this conversation. It's just like the high level recap. So, so one of my questions is like, you know, I think sometimes when, when I tell people what we do, in the, you know, we do personal brand strategy. We help mission-driven messengers build and monetize their personal brand. People's mind, if they don't really understand it, they go, oh, like influencers, like mm. online people. And I said, well, that's actually, a, we do work with some of that crowd, but it's surprising how little that, that audience is. So what did the data say yeah. about which <laughs> industries or which professions does personal branding m- matter? Because I think- that was that was something that we were both intrigued to, to, to find. Yes, 
I think intrigued is a nice way of saying flabbergasted. <laughs> like the findings were not even on our radar. How ignorant of us. But now we know that's why you do studies. That's why you do research to find out all the things that you don't know that you don't know. Right. But yeah, this was super fascinating. Professional services was by far and beyond the most significant industry that personal branding was deemed most important for. So mm. if you just think about all the things that are professional services, so you think about your doctor, that you just you could just classify that as the medical industry. So it doesn't matter what type of doctor, dentist, orthodontist, opto- chiropractor, you know, optometrist, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the things. But that was that was really the most significant. And so then we just broke that down and said, well, in addition to that, what specifically? Like, like we want to know to the nitty gritty, what were the most important when it comes to actual professions? And this is mind-blowing to me because more than any other profession, doctors was at the top of the list. Then attorneys. So your doctor, your lawyer, right? Your attorney, and then your employer, right? So doctors, Americans said it is most important that my doctor has an established personal brand. The second was that my lawyer has an established personal brand. And then the third was, I want to know the personal brand of the person who employs me. Wild. And, and then I started connecting all these dots through a lot of conversations internally and with the research firm of going, well, why? Like what? A doctor, an attorney? Like this wasn't on our radar. It's like, where were podcasters and authors and speakers and influencers and trainers and coaches and consultants? And those people were on the list. They just weren't in the top five. It was very professional service oriented. And then when you add in this conversation of trust, going back to 74% of Americans say they're more likely to trust you if you have an established personal brand. In other words, I have seen you, I know you, I have learned from you, you are credentialized then I'm more likely to trust you, thus making having an established personal brand in these industries really, really critical, not suggested, but critical. Because when you really think about it, like in real life, you better trust your doctor. Mm -hmm. Your life is in their hands. And if you better have a good lawyer that you're, you trust because your freedom is in their hands, and then you better trust your employer because your livelihood is in their hands. Right. It's like there's a there, there's a requirement for trust here. And one of the correlations that we made is that the higher the level of trust that is required, the more established your personal brand must become. Right. It's wow. like people need to be able to trust you before they work with you or in this case, work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just looking through this. You know, I've got the study like. It says 63% of Americans are more likely to buy from someone with an established personal brand. 57% are more likely to recommend somebody with an established personal brand. 55% do business with them, work for them, promote them, vote them, mm-hmm. like all of the things. 29% of people said they're more likely to date somebody <laughs> with an established personal brand. Like that's crazy. Like, but, but, but it also applies to but trust. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not crazy. that crazy. But it's not because in today's world, like, don't you want to know like what you're getting into and not have to find out after the fact, mm-hmm. right? It's like the first thing I do whenever we're hiring a new employee at Brand Builders Group is I do a social profile, right? It's like, I'm going to their LinkedIn, their Instagram, their Facebook, you know, it's like, I'm checking them out digitally. I want to know. It's like, 
are they doing anything, you know, too polarizing across the board? Are, you know, do they have any nude photos online? Like, are there pictures of them like funneling beers on the weekend? Like, I want to know why, because they're an extension of me and our company. So I, it's like, it is no longer like your personal life is your personal life. Well, that ain't it. It's just your life, right? It's all mixed and mingled today. It's like you are your personal brand. So be careful about what you're posting and promoting as who you are. I love that. And I know, I know we don't have you for, for that much longer. You know, I want to rattle off a couple of these for y'all. And then I want to ask AJ ab- about what, what things people trust the most in terms of their bios and stuff. But 47% of Americans, almost half say that a personal brand is more influential in their purchasing decisions than a corporate brand. 58% of Americans said they would be willing to pay more money to receive their services from a professional who had a personal brand, but didn't work for a large, a large company. company. I mean, that it's actually saying uh, 82% of Americans agree that companies are more influential if their founder or executive has a personal brand. Like people are basically saying, I will buy from you. I will recommend you. I'll work for you. I'll spend more money with you, with you, your company, if you have an established personal brand. Again, if you go to brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash pod trends, you can download this and go through it all yourself. But AJ, just in like the last you know few minutes here, the, one of the things that I was most shocked about from, from this entire study was one of the questions that y'all asked was basically, what are what are the most important factors? factors. I like knew exactly what you were going with here. So yeah. yeah. So what are the most important factors for Americans in terms of them saying you are a trustworthy personal brand versus like someone who is not? And what did you think it would be? And then what was it actually? Yeah. So, you know, to be hyper specific, it's like, what are the most important factors to Americans when deciding whom to hire? Right. And I think that was that's also a really significant piece of the wording of like, this really came from, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to hire you. I'm going to spend money with you, right? Like what are the most important factors to Americans when deciding whom to hire? This is important because I know for us as a company, if you have this idea of these are the most important things. And I say as a company, I also mean as a personal brand of this is what really matters in the marketplace. This is what really gives me credibility. So this is where I need to put my time and my money and my resources. And this study came back and went, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Sorry. So sorry again. And it's like all these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should have done this study a really long time ago. We would have saved us a whole bunch of time and money. Not that these things aren't important, but the three most important things to Americans when deciding whom to hire. And we asked all kinds of things like, should you have a podcast? Should you have, you know, viral YouTube videos, a TED talk? Should you have a book? Should it be self-published? What if it was traditionally published? What if it was a Wall Street bestseller? What if it was a New York Times bestseller? You know, what about all these different things that, you know, kind of make up this idea of being credible and being seen as an expert? Y'all, the number one thing. Hold on. Before you do this, okay, because I want... So all those things that AJ just listed were we actually asked about on the study. They have a podcast, a TED Talk, a blog, a best-selling book, a big YouTube channel, a Wall Street Journal bestseller, self-published, New York Times. They they have a large social media following, lots of followers, right? All of those things. They have a course. Like 
all of those are things that we asked about and all of them were were way less than the <laughs> the ones that AJ is about to share. So just and like those, that blew my mind. And most of them were like dead center. They weren't even like near the top. They were like dead center, which is fascinating to me. But the number one thing, almost two thirds of Americans said the most important factor when deciding whom to hire is do you have testimonials? Right. Do you have third party testimonials of other people validating that you are who you say you are and you do what you say you're going to do? Right. And here's the good news for all of us when we're looking at our marketing budgets for the year. It's like, y'all, that is the cheapest, fastest, easiest thing that you could possibly do is to get the people who already like you, who work with you to actually tell people what it's like to work with you. Right. Send an email blast and some LinkedIn messages, get a Zoom meeting scheduled and voila. It's like you could have those by this time tomorrow. Right. And it's like, think about how long it would take you to get testimonials and how much money. And it's not a lot of time and it ain't no money versus how long would it take you to launch a podcast, write a book, even write a blog. Right. Trying to get on a TED talk, much less anyone hear it. Right. Trying to like do all these things take months, years. And the most important thing and the cheapest, fastest, easiest thing is getting third-party testimonials and then market the heck out of those things, right? They need to be in your emails. They need to be on your website. They need to be in social. Why? Because people want to know from other people like them, are you who you say you are? And do you do what you say you're going to do? Right? So that was number one. Amazing. Second thing is that you are featured as an expert in the media right? So other people view you as an expert in this space. Then it was you're paid to speak or consult on this topic of expertise, right? So it's like people actually pay you for this. People actually come to you for this. So again, all around trust. And then the fourth one, which is just so funny to me is that you have a really nice website. (laughs) Those are the four most important things when Americans go on. When I'm talking about who I'm going to hire, I want to know. It's like, do others see you as an expert? What do others have to say about working with you? Do others pay you to speak and consult? In other words, are you trustworthy? And then do you have a really nice website? And a nice nice (laughs) website. Absolutely amazing. I mean, we we could literally talk for three hours and and barely scratch the surface of this. Go to brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash pod trends. Download your version of the study. Check this out. It's totally free. We we, we, we give you the data. AJ, we have a big announcement also that we needed to share with people. And um, I want to give you a chance to share it because you were really the catalyst for the change. We're not going anywhere. The podcast is going to going to stay right here. In fact, it's going to be even better, but we're just making a slight, a fairly slight change in the podcast format. So AJ, can you tell us what is the change going to be? Yeah, this was really a catalyst from our study because one of the things that our study says is like 82% of Americans say that they're more likely to buy, promote, recommend a company when they have a relationship with an established personal brand who happens to be the founder or executive of that company. And I'm the CEO of Brand Builders Group, right? Rory and I run this together, but I'm really quite often quite behind the scenes. And then going through this own process with our own study, we're going, duh, ding, like what? Like, what Uh are we doing? Like, Uh we're not even... 
we're not even doing the things. And so we've made some decisions around. It's like, we really, we believe in this study and we believe in this data and this research because it's true for us, right? It's like, as when I was reading through all of these, it was like, they were fascinating because I'm like, it's so obvious. It's so obvious that it's overlooked sometimes. The most important things we can do is find our audiences who share common values and beliefs. You know, it's like, you know, when you found your people, right? But you only know that when you actually get to know someone else. And we haven't had a chance for you guys listening in our community to get to know me very much. And so as a part of our own study and taking our own advice, I am going to start hosting some of the interviews on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. And so over the last three years, Roy and I have done some joint interviews very seldomly. Schedules don't match up. We've done some recap episodes, but launching in the very near future, we will be hosting two separate podcast interviews every week. One will be hosted and launched by our own, the one and only Rory Vaden. Um, and then I am stepping onto the scene and I will be doing uh, solo interviews with a different perspective, a, a different take on what it takes to build, grow, and scale your personal personal brand. And I will be doing the second. Those are coming, <laughs> coming to an episode near you very, very soon. I mean, we are so excited. And so, so, you know, if you've been, a, if you've been a longtime listener, in some ways, there's not much changing. There's still going to be two episodes a week. The difference is we usually do an interview, which usually I do. And then there's a separate recap of that interview, which AJ and I sometimes probably do. <laughs> sometimes do together. Now what's going to happen is I will do an interview and I will do my own recap of that interview. And then AJ will do her own interview and she will do her own recap of that. So we're still co-hosting it. We'll still show up together from time to time, but basically you're going to get, you're going to get both of us and our different, our, you know, kind of different takes on it every single week. And I think it is, it is driven by the study and it's also just driven by necessity. Like people need to know the bad mama jamma that that AJ is and and it's like getting a chance for her to be out there and see and you know she's just such a living example of what we breathe and live and talk about and the way we run our company and customer experience and the way that she cares for people and so we're excited for you to get to know her a little bit more i'm not going anywhere you still got to put up with me at least once a week and yeah, the study, I mean, drinking our own Kool-Aid going, hey, we should probably get our own CEO out there a little bit more so that so that y'all can get to experience her. So AJ, we're, we're so excited about it. And, you know, I just say thank you for leading our company. I mean, you've made so many monumental changes in the last couple of years in terms of getting us to run on a on a system and creating culture and processes and bringing us back to really just caring about the customer and doing what is in the customer's best interest. And a lot of the early years, the first few years were really about content and AJ's got a shifting to be really about community and, and making so much of the brand builder experience about the other members. So this is just awesome. The study's incredible, y'all. AJ worked her butt off on it. It was a team effort. It was her original vision. She spearheaded it. Go download it and then keep tuning in for the podcast. AJ, thanks so much. And we'll be hearing from you soon. 
That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 